Hello, 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 and thank you so much for joining me for the podcast of the true power from within. I do pray each and every day that this podcast touches you in the most amazing and encouraging way. So I want to talk about inner work. Um, I believe that a lot of us um, do uh, inner work on a particular level, but not necessarily in the areas that we need to do work. I was on a coaching call um, this morning. I was listening to one and they were talking about why we do what we do. And I think a lot of times in life, we don't understand why we do what we do, why we operate at a certain level, or maybe how we don't operate at the level that we want to be on. And on the coaching call, she was asking someone that, you know, why do you, why are you doing this business? What is the reason why you're doing the business? It was a business coaching call. Why are you doing the business? And she was kind of dancing around all of these, um, all of these different things that she was saying. And then um, the coach said, no, 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 no you're telling me all of these, you know, level things like you got to go deeper, right? You've got to go deeper into your inner self to really figure out what it is that you are the reason that you're doing this. And it took me back to a training that I did with Dean Graziosi on the seven levels deep, which is really getting down to the core issue of what your why is, why you do what you do or why, you know, you want to do this particular thing, right? And oftentimes it leads us back to something from our childhood or something that someone said to us or even in a bad relationship, right? Um, I know one particular woman was talking about how her, um, you know, her ex-husband used to tell her that she would never be anything, that she was no good, she was this, she was that, and literally she's raised her children, her children are grown, but she still is sticking with that. She's still holding on to that particular thing and it's holding her back from achieving. Although she wants to prove them wrong, her perspective is wrong because all she can think about is that negative stuff that was told to her that you're no good, nobody's ever going to want you, you're a bad mom, you'll never be successful. All of these things are just rattling around in her head. And even though her why is, I want to prove them wrong, right? We all have that. I want to prove so-and-so wrong, or I want to prove that I can be somebody, you know, especially when you come out of an addiction or you come out of prison and you've got people that are just telling you you're not going to make it right? And they don't even have to tell you out of their mouth. You can tell by the way they treat you and the way they um, operate around you. You can tell that they're not a hundred percent for sure that you're going to make it right. And I think that as 
you know, recovering addicts or, or convicted felons or whatever, we can feel that. We can feel that energy that they feel that we are not good enough or that we are not going to make it. And it sits with us. And it sits in the depths of our soul and we constantly tell ourselves that. So if we're not telling ourselves something from, um, if we're not telling ourselves something from our childhood that was told to us, if we have something that happened to us in our life or we were in prison or an addiction or a trauma or whatever it was, those particular things rattle around in our head for years and years and years. Until we begin to do that inner work, right? That inner work to be able to figure out what it is that you are telling yourself every day and change the perspective of what you tell yourself every day. I think a big situation that we have to really face is the fact that just because those people told us that or just because we were an addict or just because we were in prison or just because we had that trauma, that does not mean that we cannot be successful. That does not mean that we can't be productive members of society. That doesn't mean that we can't be a good mom or a good dad or a good wife or a good husband. It does not mean that. But we allow these things to rattle around in our brains and we take it to heart and we operate out of, I am not enough every day of our lives. We operate out of a lack of self-worth, a lack of self-confidence. We allow those things to hold us back from the true versions of ourselves and we allow them to hold us captive in a sense. And until we do that inner work, okay, until we figure out what it is, what was said, or what happened that is making me feel this way, or, you know, oftentimes people, uh, I'm going to give you an example. So I was watching, um, or not watching, but I was listening to a coaching, a book, um, coaching by Mel Robbins, and she was coaching this this um, lady. And she had for her entire life, right? She always heard um, there was certain um, things that happened in her life, right? And as she got older, she was holding on to those things. And Mel Robbins was talking about that that was a form of P- PTSD, that she had a form of PTSD. So um, it was actually about alcohol. It was about alcohol. So her parents were alcoholics and she got into a relationship with a man that um, would bring like wine home every single day. And as soon as he came home and she heard the wine bottle hit the counter, she immediately got mad and she never understood even though he was not an alcoholic, even though he had never done anything negative to her. But every time she heard that wine bottle hit the counter, it was a trigger for her. And she had all types of emotions and she got really upset. And she could not figure out why she was that way. And, you know, Mill Robbins was talking to her and said, it's because you have a form of PTSD from your childhood. Because the, the bottle, the alcohol bottle hitting the counter 
as a child, you knew that there was about to be some yelling, there was about to be some screaming, there was about to be some mental, physical, emotional abuse that was coming. So even today, when you hear that bottle hit the counter, even though it's not the same situation, you are triggered. Your PTSD is triggered. And I think that's um, I think that happens to a lot of us until we really be able to identify that and do that inner work to be able to understand those trigger moments, right? Um, I still have trigger moments, and I don't realize those until they happen. So I will just I will silence myself. Basically, what happens is I will silence myself in in moments when I should speak up, but I will silence myself. I will silence myself because that's what I was taught as a child, right? Your voice does not matter. What you say does not matter. You do not matter, right? So I was silenced at a very young age. I was silenced at 10 when I was physically abused. That silenced me and I carry that even though I've been through counseling, even though I have been through recovery and I've been sober for years and you know I've worked on all of these things, but I noticed that because not only did it happen as a child, but it happened as an adult as well. So even though I've worked through these things, there are still those moments that I, I, will, I will stuff myself and stuff and stuff, and then I will explode. And that's how I've operated my entire life, right? It's like a pan of boiling water, right? You put it on the stove and it starts boiling and it just like a little bit of boil and then all of a sudden it just starts to boil, right? It's kind of the same thing. Situations happen and we are quiet and we're quiet. And then the next thing we know, it's like you can't hold it in anymore. And you explode. And that's what happened to me as a child. I was silenced and by the age of 16, I exploded. Right? I exploded and I sabotaged my entire life from the age of, well, I would say once I started doing um, doing drugs, but before that it was, I was just angry. And so I began to get really angry at about the age of 16. And then I started doing drugs at 21 and it was, it was a train wreck and I was self sabotaging myself. I was self sabotaging my life, but it's because I had not understood what it meant to do inner work. And to do inner work, I'm going to tell you something super easy that you can do. Well, it's not, it's, it's easy, but it's not easy, right? So one, you can journal, you can journal and you can write down how you're feeling. You can write down, you know, this, you know, this triggered me today, or, you know, this upset me today, or, you know, I didn't speak up on this today. And you can write those down, or I had this, um, you know, I remember this from my childhood and it made me feel like this, right? Always write the situation and write the emotion that comes with that situation because that emotion is important to be able to identify what is happening, right? And then what I, what I want you to do is I want you to Google mirror work, okay? 
We have to learn to do mirror work. And what mirror work is, is where you sit in front of the mirror and you stare into your own soul and you tell yourself what you envision your life to look like. You tell yourself how amazing you are. You tell yourself how beautiful you are. You tell yourself every single thing that you are proud of. You tell yourself every single thing that you have overcome. You tell yourself everything good about you. And you do that every single day until it is ingrained in your mind. Because your mind doesn't know if it's true or not, right? Your mind doesn't know. So you have to basically train your brain to think something different, You have to train your brain to think something different, to stop thinking that you're not good enough, to stop thinking about all the times as a child or in another relationship that you were told that you weren't worth it, that you were um, silenced because of the negativity that was was told to you or the, the abuse that was done to you. So we have to really start doing that inner work. And inner work is not always comfortable. Trust me. It's not always a comfortable situation. But when we really begin to start doing it, and at first you're not going to know what to say to yourself. You're not going to know what to say. But start off by telling yourself what you feel like your life would look like. What you want your life to look like. Okay? What, you're gonna, what your life is going to look like in six months or five years. Start understanding why you're doing what you're doing. If you have a business, why? What is your why? And it's not, oh, I want to have financial freedom. No, it's deeper than that. Why are you doing what you're doing? Do you want to have control of your life? Do you want to um, make sure that your kids have choices in your life? Why are you truly, truly, truly doing what you do? Why do you get up every day and operate in the way that you do? Maybe you're not happy with the way that you operate. Talk to yourself about that. Talk to yourself in the mirror is I would like to operate out of this. I want to operate this way and I don't want to operate this way. And as you talk to yourself in the mirror and you're looking into the depths of your soul, you will begin to believe the things that you are saying to yourself. If you continue to tell yourself negative things, negative things are going to continue to happen. But if you tell yourself positive things and good things and you know how amazing that you are, your perspective on situations are going to change. Because you don't have to prove anything to anybody else. You have to prove it to yourself. You have to do the inner work to prove it to yourself. Because until you believe it and you can envision it and you can see it, it's not going to happen. Because nobody else can see what you can see. Nobody else can feel what you can feel. Nobody else tells themselves the exact same thing that you tell yourself every day. Not everybody has been in your situation right? Even though we've been, we've 
all maybe have been an addict or in prison or been abused or whatever it is, right? Had trauma in our life. The emotions behind them for each person is different. We may be sad. We may be hurt. We may, but our, but the things that we tell ourselves are going to be different because our emotions are different. We think differently. And although the situation may have been the same, the feelings and the emotions and the limiting beliefs and the thoughts and the blind spots and the, all of that is going to be different from person to person. And I know that because I was in therapy. I was in prison with lots of other women that we all shared our stories together. And although one or two emotions may have been the same, but all of us had different emotions. We all had these different thought processes behind what had happened to us. So yours is not going to be, you know, the same as the next person. So I encourage you today to do that inner work. I encourage you today to do the mirror work. Look in the mirror. Tell yourself how awesome you are and truly mean it. Look in the mirror and, and tell yourself what your life is going to look like. Not what you want it to look like. What it is going to look like. As if it is already happening. Talk to yourself about the emotions that you have when certain situations arise. And get connected with that inner, with that inner person. Right? Get connected with that inner person that you know, emotionally struggles on a daily basis. And when situations arise... Write down what emotion comes with that situation. So then you can identify what emotions that you need to work on, what situations you need to work on, what or how you need to get a different perspective about a specific, a specific situation. So today, start doing the inner work. Again, give yourself grace. It's not an overnight success story. Give yourself grace. Give yourself mercy. And today I want you to know that you are amazing, you are awesome, you are powerful, you are deserving, you are well able, and I hope you have an amazing, amazing day.